What's up, everybody? This is Jarrett from Bowling for Soup, and you're listening to Upside Down Shark Radio. Nothing worse than an upside down shark, except an upside down shark on the radio. Hello, and welcome to episode 26 of Upside Down Shark Radio, the premier pop culture podcast. Podcast, podcast. Oh, dear. Here at UpsideDownShark.com and where all good podcasts are found. Make sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good shiz. I've forgotten to tell them who I am. I'm Tom. This is Paul. Hey, guys. And we're going to talk about some nerd stuff. So without further ado, no, I'm being rude. Paul, how are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's been a long week. Yes, you've been uh, moving house, haven't you? I have. So if it... If it sounds a bit different, it's because we've changed venue and I still have yet to hang sound-absorbing anything. Well, yeah, I mean, we're not in our normal high-end studio setup, but it's a nice place. It's a nice place. I like what you've done with it. I like what you've done with them. Yes, yeah, it'll be all right once I'm done. Once I've unpacked, I've only been a couple of days, so... We are the most adult podcast. We talk mortgages. (laughs) We talk financial stability. Right here at UpsideDownShark.com. No, we don't. We talk about cool stuff, such as... Have you ever heard of a musical artist named DMX? DMX? X, go and give it to you. Yeah. Go and give it to you. He's been a naughty boy recently. What's he done? He's, uh, I believe he's been evading tax, so basically... The whitest of all crimes. Yes, the most whitest of collared crimes. But he managed to get his sentence reduced... And in probably the most novel way I've ever heard of an artist doing, he managed to get his sentence significantly reduced by playing one of his songs in court. <laughs> now, apparently he played his song Slippin', which talks about his struggles of growing up in like a very impoverished uh, family with a lot of societal hindrances and everything. Uh-huh. And the judge was so swayed by his testimony against his character and everything like that, or for his character, yeah. that he reduced his sentence from something like 10 years to one year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just goes to show the rap can apparently save you from a life in prison. So, well, what do you know? I just thought that was a little interesting little nugget yeah, of news. I've, I've literally never heard of a rapper getting out of a... Uh, sentence or a heavy sentence by playing one of their own songs no no i mean if only wesley snipes had thought of that yeah he shouldn't have been blade he should have released blade the album or something should have just said teddy bear and they'd let him go i don't i don't get it <laughs> it's demolition man oh, okay i've never seen never seen him <sighs> is it good good film sylvester stallone young, oh, all right. young sandra bullock okay rob schneider well is it from the 90s <laughs> yeah then of course it's got rob schneider in it Sylvester Stallone and Rob Schneider. They were the pairing of the 90s. Oh, I tell you. They were both in Judge Dredd as well. The Judge Dredd film was on TV the other day. And it's so much better than people give it credit for. It really is. Literally, the only reason it gets such a slating, and deservedly so, is because Dredd takes his helmet off. Yeah. Like, Sylvester Stallone is a good action lead. And he's good in Judge Dredd. But he's a terrible Judge Dredd. Yeah. Like, compared to... Well, especially when you've got the Carl Urban one to compare it to. Oh, Dread was fantastic. Oh my god, that that is the biggest travesty of sci-fi comic booky films is that Dread didn't get the love it deserves. No, because it was so good. Because the cinema release didn't get too good of feedback. No, but when it was released on Blu-ray, it had such a cult following by that point that it broke Blu-ray sales records. No way, really. Yeah. 
it was a really successful Blu-ray release, but because right. it didn't gross much in the box office, they refused to make a second one. Well, I know the Blu-ray wasn't it. It came out at the time when like 3D was really sort of at its peak in yeah. popularity, and they only released it on like a dual 3D, 2D version. I think, yeah, because it was it was always marketed as Dread 3D. So yeah, because of all the slow mo scenes. Of course, yeah, it's one of the best films that worked with that 3D. Do they even still do 3D screenings in cinemas? Occasionally, but it's not pushed as hard as it was. Not like ten years ago when everything had either a 3D release or a 3D re-release. I remember them. They said they were going to re-release all the original Star Wars films in 3D, oh, and I, they they did Phantom Menace and then gave up. <laughs> it's like this wasn't worth it. This was a bad idea because it's just when they try and do the 3D remasters, it's always so bl- dark and washed out. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of those that unless the movie is shot in 3D specifically, exactly, is, there's no way to do it well. And even then, sometimes they still struggle. Again, sort of the only ones that really stand out that are good are Dread, obviously. Yep. As much as it is not a good film, Avatar was good in 3D. Tron Legacy was very good in 3D. Yes, that's that's true. I still need to see the original Tron. You've not seen it? No. I'll give you an end. Okay, cool. I will uh, do my homework. But the ultimate film in 3D, one might say the pioneer of it, has to be the seminal Spy Kids 3D Game Over <laughs> Starring Bill Paxton with the immortal line, Somebody Call the Dinkster. <laughs> and that was back when you had to have the blue and red paper glasses. Classic 3D glasses. The best 3D glasses. Piranha 3D glasses. Oh, yeah, I forgot they did that. And then they did, didn't they do 3 double D? Yeah, cause... Piranha 3D and Piranha 3 double D. Because boob jokes. <laughs> because boob jokes. Why not? And Ving Rhames. <laughs> <laughs> was, it, was, was that the one. De- was Bill Murray in the first Piranha 3D? Uh, or was it Christopher Lloyd? Christopher Lloyd's in it. That's it, yeah. I knew it was like an 80s icon, but I feel bad for comparing it. Like, no one's of the level of... Even, Christopher Lloyd is cool, but Bill Murray is on like another level. I should know that. If there's a film with Bill Murray in it, I should know that. Speaking <laughs> of which, have you seen that he's doing a... I think it's a dramatic reading tour around the UK. Like, oh, live, really? A live reading tour with like music and like re- readings of his life, I presume, and everything. I presume it's going to be slightly more interesting than an evening with Bill Murray. I I would still be happy with that, to be honest. Like an evening with Bill Murray was hilarious. Was that the thing? It was on Netflix. Was that the thing they did around Christmas time? Yeah, I never saw that. Yeah, it was. It was odd. It was really odd. <laughs> Huh. Didn't have, like, Miley Cyrus and, like, loads of weird celebrities in it. Yeah. Bill, Bill Murray just sort of does what he wants. Like, I I heard once he, he showed up at a guy's wedding and tended bar. Yes. Because he felt like it. I heard that. The story gets weirder than that. Apparently, he got behind the bar and, regardless of what anyone ordered, he only gave them tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and... Apparently he he was in a film with um, oh what's his name George Clooney once and uh-huh. they they played their roles and everything and sort of were cordial but they were never really or at least from George Clooney's perspective they were never really like super like chummy and everything yeah um, and then he apparently got a call like well past the filming and everything from um, Bill Murray saying uh, do you still have your Italian villa and he went oh yeah yeah I'm I'm there right now he said awesome I'm outside want to play basketball. <laughs> And apparently they just spend the summer playing basketball. Bill Murray just does what he wants. He doesn't even have an agent. If you want to get him in a film... You have you, to find him. You have to find Bill Murray. Yeah. Hence why it was us that had the idea that we should make a film of trying to hire Bill Murray for a film. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was. Um, it was. Yeah, it'd be like where in where in the world is Carmen San Diego, but with Bill Murray. <laughs> <laughs> and anything is improved with Bill Murray. And like I said to a friend before, like the end of that movie, if you find him in a bar called Carmen in San Diego. <laughs> Oh, that has got to be the ultimate goal of this podcast, is that we need to get Bill Murray on. Once we have Bill Murray on, we retire. Yeah. And we retire happy. You say that, but he'll call us next week. <laughs> yeah, legit. Like, we will go to his show, manage to somehow catch him outside, and he'll be like, yeah, I'm game. In fact, that's a great idea. We're going to try that. <laughs> I'm look up tickets. Well, he hasn't got an agent. So well, exactly, see yeah. See if you can book an interview yeah, with I, Bill Murray. I will try my very be best. hilarious. We need a new interview person. Who, who better than Bill Murray? Sticking with the loose theme of movie news that we've somehow <laughs> gone through since DMX, uh, have you heard that they're doing a Duke Nukem film? I hadn't. Yes, they are doing a film of arguably the most over-the-top action gaming franchise of all time. It's time to kick ass and chew bubblegum. <laughs> I'm all out of gum. Perfect. Did, wasn't that from Rowdy Roddy Piper from... They lived before. I think so, yeah. Yeah, they stole it from that. But yeah, Duke Nukem, it has not aged well, if I'm honest. They tried to reboot it about eight years ago. Forever was terrible. And yeah, I don't think uh, the uh, attitudes of Duke Nukem would fly in 2018, shall we say. And rightly so, because he is as cool of a like style and like model around Arnie. He is played for laughs of being a dick. He is... Yeah, he's he's... A brought-to-life Rob Liefeld character. Exactly, <laughs> which is not a good thing, hence the... Uh, While at the same time being a magnificent No. He, have you ever seen Liefeld's drawing of Captain America? Yeah. Where his chest is about four foot deep. <laughs> um, yeah, but Cable. And we're about to see real-life Cable. True, true. But also there is the popular internet catchphrase, F-word Rob Liefeld, because he is just... He's a good ideas man. In practice, not good. But anyway, he shaped the comics and he shaped the face of comics in the nineties. Yeah, but the nineties was arguably the worst time for Marvel ever. Because you say that, but they they invent at that time they invented the best characters. I guess, but they also almost went bankrupt. Yeah, but who hasn't? <laughs> Me, not yet. Touchwood. Yeah, but anyway, Duke Nukem. Duke do, you, Nukem. do you know who's playing him? Or has been uh, scheduled to play. I didn't even know there was a film. Of course, yeah. So apparently not. John Cena! Oh, God. Which makes me think that they are going to play him as kind of like the doofus overzealous action hero. Yeah. So I'm actually really looking forward to that after hearing that John Cena's (laughs) going to play him. Because he's got the look down, kind of. Uh, Is it going to feel... Obviously, you've never seen Demolition Man. No. It sounds like that's almost what... Demolition Man is man. It's, I need to see Demolition. Sylvester Man. Stallone is is a cop that is from the nineties that is frozen <laughs> because he something goes wrong and loads of hostages end up dying. So he goes to prison and it's a cryo prison, and then he gets woken up in like twenty forty when everybody's evolved past swearing. Like swearing's illegal. You get fired okay. for it, and everyone's really happy and nice to each other. Okay, and there are no guns. There's no weapons. There's no violence. There's okay. very little crime. And he gets woken up because Wesley Snipes' character was frozen at the same time. Right. And he gets woken up to be executed. Rough break. Yeah. Uh, Only he escapes. But the new version of the police aren't equipped to handle a 90s... (laughs) A 90s villain. (laughs) Of course. 
so they have to wake up a 90s cup. Brilliant. God, the 90s were weird. Stop watching, stop listening to this and go and watch Demolition Man. <laughs> you know, I came into this and I was trying to trawl through the news for all the top topics so that people might search the things, and we've ended up talking about Demolition Man and Judge Dredd starring Sylvester Stallone. Welcome to the Sylvester Stallone podcast. <laughs> we're carrying on with our theme of being so out of date with news that we're somehow hip and kitsch. And I love it. So yes, pause this right now. Watch Demolition Man. I'm going to do the same. I'm not really, but pretend that I am and come back in. Cue intermission music. <laughs> back did you like it good right so that was a amalgamation of music dmx and law news not music movie news (laughs) i'm really tired you can tell it's nearly a bank holiday weekend but we were recording this before uh before easter so uh you'll be listening to this after easter so happy easter happy easter for the other day exactly but in more interesting news than mere chocolate and Jesus, uh, have you seen the everyone's favourite game of all time? No Man's Sky is coming to Xbox One this summer, and apparently it's good now. I actually still have it. I haven't played it for a few months, but I still have a copy of it. Did you enjoy it? Because I, it gets I such a slating. I played it from release, and I liked it, but I don't play games like everyone else. How do you play games, Paul? On my own. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other people that play games on their own. And they probably enjoyed No Man's Sky as well. Uh, I think it's more sort of like the aimless nature of it. that. See, I like like that. I like discovering those weird little creatures running about and all special. And and then naming them and flying to like one one planet. And it was like a, a forest and all that kind of stuff. And... Nice looking animals, and then there was another one I landed on. And it had a toxic atmosphere, and everything was like an evil little scorpion crab. God damn! That was like ran at me as soon as I got out of my thing. So I flew away. I was just like, nope, screw that planet. That sounds pretty cool when you say it like that. But I think the main thing with No Man's Sky is more so than the actual game itself. It's the the amount of broken promises and yes. the amount of false hype that was built up around it. Yeah, it was marketed as a AAA title. Yeah, which was I don't think that was a mistake on the game's creator's part. Yes, I think that was Sony. Exactly, because it was made by Hello Games and much lambasted figurehead Sean Murray, who, god damn, he's had a rough time. And to be fair, he hasn't done a very good job of pulling himself out of the hole that he dug when uh, the whole uproar about the multiplayer not actually being fully yeah. realised. He was didn't really address it. I think they never expected two players in the scale of the game to ever meet up. And when two people did, they couldn't see each other. And people on Twitter were like, seeing the footage and were like saying, so what's the deal, Sean? Like, why is there? And he was like, oh my God, it's so cool that like, people have done this and that so many of you are enjoying the game and everything like that. So it's sort of that politician's answer without answering it yeah, and that yeah. just sort of fanned the flames but apparently with xbox one they are uh, going to launch it with this uh, update that's only being referred to as the next update like okay. capital n next so it's meant to be the biggest update they've ever done for it. it's meant to almost be game changing by the sounds of things okay so um i'm intrigued i'm intrigued i'm kind of tempted to pick it up 
purely for what it will look like uh, on Xbox One X. Because yeah. uh, you can say what you want about it. It is a pretty game when it works. Yeah. And uh, yeah. the creatures aren't so procedurally generated that they can't walk right and everything like that. Yeah, some of them were very interesting. Yeah, my favourite one is the dinosaur creature. The legs are so small. It looks like <laughs> it's uh, a ch- on chicken legs and someone's put the Melodica Jurassic Park thing yep. behind it. You know what one I mean. Yeah. We're talking about those 2016 memes right here. Was the, 2018. W- what we were promised to us is what we got. Yeah, that's the one. Perfect. So yeah, who knows? Maybe this will be the year that No Man's Sky finally uh, finds its feet. I doubt it because I think it's got it's become a meme now of sort of the game that broke all the promises. So I think it will take something really, really good to shake that hoodoo. I'll, I'll go back it back to it every now and again and see yeah. how, see see. I, I have been playing it periodically, and it has improved greatly since launch. Well, that's the thing. It sort of it shows how important uh, first impression is with all games and everything, especially in sort of the time where everything is being patched on day one and whatnot. Yeah. Because I mean, look at Destiny. Destiny came out, and with all this hype of it being the next Halo, and it was nothing like what people thought on launch. But if you pick up, especially the first Destiny now, mm. pretty solid game. Yeah. Pretty solid game. But it has taken sort of. It took them about a year or so to finally get to the game which everyone wanted. But by that point, it's too late. Still but, not enough Nathan Fillion. Yeah, at least there's a hundred percent less Peter Dinklage in it now. Yeah. Uh, Is there ever enough Nathan Fillion? That's true. That's true. Apparently, there's a really good Firefly teaser thing in Ready Player One, and people are only just now picking up on it. So, okay. Uh, obviously, I'm saying ob- only now picking up on it. Uh, today of recording is when it comes out in cinemas in the UK, so of course this is the only time people are picking up on it. But um, yeah, apparently there's a good little Firefly Easter egg, so if you haven't seen the film yet, keep an eye out for that. But going back to No, no Man's Sky... Briefly, there's the same sort of problem as what people are reporting with Sea of Thieves. In that, is sort of there's a lot of land mm-hmm. and there's a lot to see, a lot, lot to explore in terms of map size, but there really isn't a lot to do. And yeah. I sort of take your point with No Man's Sky with Sea of Thieves in that the enjoyment is sort of how you approach it because with Sea of Thieves, sure, there's no real running narrative that holds your hand throughout. And there's not really a lot in terms of like mission design or whatnot. You sort of you, you either go and find treasure chests or mm. you go and have to find like a pirate skeleton king and like defeat him. Yeah. And that's kind of ninety nine percent of the game. But the real fun of of it is when you co op with people that you know and uh, can just explore. And it's it's almost like a chat room with a pirate sim yeah. attached on and if you treat it like that and it's just a chance to dick about with mates it's it's entirely enjoyable it's, it's have a hotel for pirates exactly exactly um, and uh, keeping the, it fresh have hotel <laughs> this is references they're going over my head I'm just trying to play it cool like I know this <laughs> stuff um, so yeah I see your point with No Man's Sky and I'm more than willing to give it a shot but uh, we shall see my computer is just gone into sea mode so i can't read my show notes and on that note now that i know what i'm talking about why don't we delve into our track of the week track of the week comes from a new band uh, called vulture cult with their debut single steamrolling now these are for fans of muse and royal blood so if you like that sick guitar and some good local british beefy rock british 
British beefy Brexit rock. Don't vote Brexit. Anyone who voted Brexit, please stop listening now. With their single Steamrolling. <laughs> Sorry for cutting off your little pro plug there. Uh, so this, again, just so sake of clarity, is Vulture Cult with Steamrolling. Check it out. Give it a listen. This is Frank Turner, and you are lucky enough to be listening to Upside Down Shark Radio.
Steamrolling by Vulture Cult. They haven't got a website yet, so make sure to check them out on Facebook, and I'm sure they're on other social channels, but mainly Facebook. Or go and see them. Or go and see them. Check it out on Facebook. Check it out on Facebook. Back to the show. Okay, so, uh, in more of sort of the techie news side of things, Facebook have had a real, real rough time these past few weeks, uh, what with the whole... Russia scandal with them tampering with um, ads to influence the US election. Yep. And also Cambridge Analytica, the uh, company that apparently has been scrounging data from Facebook to influence uh, for the Republicans to influence the US election to get Trump elected. So very shady things considering that Facebook is largely compared to other companies completely unregulated purely because it's still so new and a lot of governments are slow to pick up on what they're doing so i personally work uh in social media so um i'm privy to a lot of the back end of making ads on facebook and the settings Mm -hmm. i have noticed that a lot of the settings on facebook for targeting ads to people have turned off so before you used to be able to make chatbots uh, in messenger so if a brand wanted if you play for example domino's if you message the domino's facebook page saying you wanted to order a pizza Uh a chatbot would respond and say oh cool where where is it from where do you want it from like what um, store and what time and everything and it would do it all without a human having to ever be present it would do it all automatically not so anymore because uh, they are absolutely bricking it that they realise that all this information I don't think is as secure as they thought it was Yeah. so um, I think um, I think at the moment all the chatbots that are already there are safe and they're going to stay there for now but if you want to make your own one sorry Buster that ain't happening and also there is another thing called um, custom audiences where you can target an ad depending on sort of someone's age their location um, if they have any interests or likes and everything uh-huh. so uh, you can like an, get an amalgamation of those things if you want to target to a certain type of person yeah. and that will be what your ad goes to you, Not, can, you can specify down to a postcode can't you absolutely absolutely you can you can it is scary how much they can get from you you can if you are a frequent traveler they can they can uh, target ads to you specifically depending on if you're you consider yourself left wing or right wing depending on what shows you like uh, or watch even down to sort of if whether or not you when you're scrolling through facebook if you're more likely to watch videos they can track that and they will send more video ads to you yeah. um so but not so not so much anymore because a lot of the uh, targeting options I can't remember any of them specifically off the top of my head, but um, you can't do a lot of the custom ad targeting anymore, which is terrible for this show because I (laughs) use that to make sure that I get it out there. But it does make you worry because there has been no sort of press release from Facebook to say why this is the case. They just just turned it off. And it doesn't even say these features are removed. It just says this service is unavailable at this time. So it makes me think that they have literally just panicked, turned off the... uh, to unplugged a computer or something to stop it happening and yeah it makes you think nowadays facebook is almost it's almost a necessity to be social in the uh, 2018 and mm-hmm. um, most I, I i myself are guilty of this i will use messenger more than i use texting or any other sort of text-based 
chat platform. Yes, yeah, certain people I will talk to almost exclusively in Messenger. Absolutely. So uh, if you weren't in that sort of ecosystem, as it were, you would be cut off from a lot of people because I don't. I have hardly anyone's mobile number left in my phone. I would just contact them through Messenger just for sheer convenience. Yeah. But it makes you wonder because Facebook realistically, in this form that it's been in now, where it's all a global phenomenon, I would say it's been around... 12 years at most because it started in 2004 when it was literally just like university to university chat room thing but I remember first getting it I must have been about 2007 when I first got my uh, Facebook account so that's really only one decade where it's been part of society and part of the zeitgeist so as quick as it comes it makes you wonder could this be the end of Facebook who knows I mean we can only hope I was going to say would you mind if Facebook disappeared I'd I wouldn't. If they'd left it as just a messenger. Like, that, that's the thing. You have a separate app for the messenger. Yeah. Well, we used to have MSN. And then they killed that. Yeah. And, I mean, at the time, you'd never think that... You'd think um, things like MSN and MySpace, they're too big to fail. Because everyone was on them. Obviously, I know with MySpace, obviously there was competition with Bebo and everything. They were kind of like 1A, 1B in terms of popularity. Maybe MySpace a little bit more. But... You'd never think that people would just completely jump ship all in one go, as it were, to Facebook. And no. So um, it makes you wonder whether or not Facebook will either uh, adapt into something else completely unrecognisable or if it will just die a death because um, something's got to give. Something's got to give because the amount of backlash towards them right now is unprecedented. And rightly so, because this is scary times that we're living in. Like, obviously, I don't want to delve too much into the real world, but... Um, Obviously, we all use Facebook and everything like that. So it is quite a pertinent subject. But to be honest, I wouldn't mind at all if it disappeared. No, it would have very little impact on me if Facebook itself just disappeared. Yeah. Obviously, there are certain people that I would need to find a new way to contact without using Messenger. Well, I, I, as I said, I work in social media and I didn't realise until a couple of weeks ago that um, WhatsApp is also owned by Facebook. Yeah, I don't use that. It's just weird that they keep Messenger on board with WhatsApp as two separate entities when they are essentially serving the same purpose. See, the way I always saw WhatsApp was an app for people who used to have Blackberries but miss BBM. <laughs> Wasn't that Kick? Or was that just like the sexting thing? Same thing. I, I, I swear Kick used to be sort of on par with Messenger at one point now. And now it is literally just like something to do for like booty calls. Pretty much, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. And um, what's the other one now? Um, what? Social Discord. media? Oh, Discord. Yes, well, we have a Discord. I don't think anyone's on it yet. But, um, I'm not even on it. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Discord, I, I believe it's just it's predominantly focused around gaming sort of chat rooms at the moment. Um, I'm not really sure what it is. Craig is our man for that. We'll have to ask him next week, hopefully when he's back as a thing. Speaking of which, as a quick tangent... Thank you, Craig, for filling in uh, with our Thursday episode. You did a great job with your friend, Neil. Uh, Again, we hope to uh, have you back as a full contingent on the main panel of hosts soon. Um, Hopefully this week coming. So fingers crossed. Hashtag pray for Craig. Hashtag Craig come back. And if you're thinking about trampolining, don't do it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Never again. Never trampoline, kids. It'll break your leg and all the tendons in it. But yeah, Facebook. I would delete it in a heartbeat, and I work with it. Like I, it's it's sort of is essential for my job because it is the most used platform in the world. But at the same time, it is almost 
becoming a force of evil now. Yeah. And even, even as like a user experience, the actual feed of Facebook is just ads now. It is just ads. Yeah. I remember back in the day, you would uh, post something on Facebook. So, for example, my one, it would be like, Tom Baker is happy right now or something like that. And your yeah. status would be whatever carries on from your name. And it was really cringe. Like, I'm not saying for a yeah. second we should go back to that time. Like, the whole memory thing on Facebook where you sort of see your <laughs> post from, like, five years ago. Oh, my God. You think, who was I? That was... Uh, oh, no, but never again. Never again. But, yeah, it's, I would still probably choose that over just have, being bombarded with advertisements. And you can see how it controls the zeitgeist and, like, the public way of thinking. Because yeah. it is a form of brainwashing to a degree. Like, if you're exposed to the... Uh, thought and cult of personality of someone else 24-7 eventually you're sort of going to permeate into your own thoughts and beliefs and everything so yeah scary times yeah they'll just placate you with puppies and yeah bunnies cat and... memes there is actually a great Facebook group I re- highly recommend it called Let's Pretend It's 2009 where people just post like rage comics and uh, I can has <laughs> cheeseburger things and stuff like that and it's so um, wholesome and, and lovely I love it it's like the only thing I ever look forward to seeing on Facebook so yeah there's that um, that's about as far as we can go for tech news because tech news in 2018 is either AI terrifying social media terrifying or sex robots, which can be terrifying. So, there we go. Only if you want them to be. <laughs> Speaking of sex robots, not really. Um, Mark Miller, comic book writer, famous for doing Kick-Ass, uh, Marvel Civil War, which was loosely adapted into Captain America Civil War. Uh-huh. Um, so, quite a prolific uh, and prominent comic book artist uh, artist writer sorry featured on many independent and uh, Marvel properties he is apparently dropping completely out of Marvel and DC forever uh, to focus purely on writing for Netflix in, and he specifically mentions the writing for Netflix for TV and comic books which okay. makes me wonder whether or not Netflix are going to start moving into different mediums a comic book subscription service which I know it'll be digital only though yeah well it'd be interesting to see how something like that would work because um, obviously there are certain um, smaller sites that do like the comic box loot boxes you can get like comic block stuff like that yeah so you can get like comics on demand that way but um, it's normally sort of a blind pull of what you get and everything yes Whereas this, I would imagine, as you say, would be some sort of digital platform, which makes me wonder, would something like that work? Where sort of, for example, I don't know, you can just like get a, the back catalogue of uh, image comics from the start of time. Would that would that work in terms of just like a digital thing? I think I think it would definitely have a market. Obviously, you've got things like uh, Comicsology, yeah, and Dark Horse have their own app. Yeah, I think Marvel might have their own one as yeah. well. But I think don't you just buy them? If you uh, buy, buy a physical one, you get a code. And you can sort of... For you, a digital you, one. You can buy, like, digital collections, but not... It's not like a subscription service, as yeah. far as I'm aware. Yeah, it's not it's a sort subscription. Of, whereas, it's almost like iTunes. Whereas the Netflix will be a monthly subscription, and then you get whatever they upload, essentially. Which I would imagine quite a few publishers would get on board with. Like, well, especially some of the like the more indie ones. Well, to the way that Mark Miller... This, this is all comes from one tweet from him, so it's not the most refutable or extensive news source, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's been a slow week, let us, let us be. But the way he's worded it has made, me th- uh, made it appear that um, Netflix will be releasing um, original content uh, via the comic medium, which 
it's interesting because it's no different to the them them making series. Yeah, they, they've got Netflix originals like uh, the most recent series of Santa Clarita Diet dropped last week. I've watched a little bit of that. It's pretty good. The first series was really good. The second series is just as good. Yeah, I need to watch more of that because uh... Timothy Oliphant, Drew Barrymore. It's actually a really good, really good series. I, I'm enjoying it. If I if I had internet right now, <laughs> I would have finished it already. <laughs> Hashtag moving problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. It does look good. It does look good. And as, as you say, Netflix sixty seventy percent of the time they make really good stuff. There's been a few duds, but I imagine they could probably pull in a lot of great comic uh, creators into uh, create original content. But would it be sort of like? Netflix comics or I'm, I'm not sure how how they would brand it whether or not they would try and sort of just acquire existing properties from existing publishers or if they would try and do it under their own um, uh, publishing house as it were yeah they'll probably make a subsidiary company called like comics with an X complex in, in the same font <laughs> netcoms no that sounds like something from Skynet or something netcom <laughs> dun 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 you never know. Data she classified <laughs> it could be the first release on Netflix comics. Like Netflix, if you want, <laughs> like talk to me, talk to me. I'll write for you. Exactly. I'm quite happy to write. I'll write exclusively for you if you want. <laughs> Don't sound desperate. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it it sort of goes to show the. I mean, comic books have the 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 industry. It has obviously changed, but the base of physical releases and the the main sort of publishing houses haven't really changed in about almost getting on 30 years now because Image was sort of the last one to get on the scene that um, are still really prevalent and sell in high quantities. And they started in the early 90s with Spawn. So um, in a sense, obviously we've had the movie universes and digital comics and whatever, but in the sense of the uh, the big big boys in comics, uh, they've sort of been steady for decades now. So it'd be interesting to see how this, if at all, if it even happens and is even real news, um, impacts the industry at all. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go with it, whether they're actually going to release physical comics. That, I, I would get behind that, especially if it was sort of like a subscription service where you pay, I don't know, £10 a month and they send you five comics... A month or something like that. Five comics for £10? That's a bargain. Yeah, well, man, they've got, they've got to start, get it off the ground. So first first doctors, you always <laughs> do it at a loss. So, uh, yeah, um, we'll see. They don't do it. I'm sure someone else will eventually. Maybe us. Who knows? Would you be interested in Upside Down Shark comics? I know I would. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. It's nearly the weekend. It's nearly the bank holiday weekend. So forgive us if we're... Uh, for a little uh, tired, he's been moving. <laughs> I've been working hard or hardly working. Pick one of the two. And we're all deserving of a little break. So yes. on that note, why don't we start the weekend a little early? I know I say we start the weekend a little early. It's Tuesday for you, or whatever day you're listening. So we hope you've had a lovely Easter, and we hope you have a lovely week coming forward. The clocks have gone forward, so or back, or whatever it is, so the nights are longer. So make the most of those warm summer evenings, and we will be back with you next week with even more dulcet tones and nerdy talk. So in the meantime, I've been Tom. I'm still Paul. And this is a nice chill way of ending the episode. 
Keep you're, it keep it real. You're not listening to Radio 4. No, but you should be, because they play some good pipes on there. Goodbye. <laughs>